The Power of Personalized Natural Medicine with Philly J. Lay. In this interview, we sit down with Philly J. Lay, a woman who has battled through years of chronic illness and grief after a near-death medical procedure. She shares her inspiring journey of discovering the power of personalized natural medicine and how it has transformed her life. Philly believes that everything is connected and that healing ourselves can help heal the world. Join us as we explore the miracles of the body and the power of the mind and learn what we can do to start our healing journey. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. I'm pleased to introduce you to our guest today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Philly is the host of the number one podcast, The Wellness Way with Philly J. Lay, which catapulted being in the top 2.5% of global podcasts. She is the author of The Natural Wellness Journal, an EFT slash matrix reimprinting practitioner, a summer breathwork coach, and a longstanding advocate for our health and that of our planet. Please help me welcome Philly. Hello, April. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me on so much. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And such an honor with you having such an incredible podcast yourself. Oh, thank you. It's all been a bit of a whirlwind, actually. I just, um, <laughs> I'm a bit of a woman on a mission, and I just decided that it was time to get my podcast out. So I just went for it. I think that's how it goes, doesn't it? You just go for it. And, you know, tell me what you think. Do you feel like as you go on that journey and you just make the jump, the leap of faith, 
it's with those incredible connections and we get to learn so much more from having our guests on the show. Absolutely. I've had some extraordinary guests on the show. I mean, I, I opened with Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are yeah. From Venus, a very controversial um, episode, uh, but it got me my first um, TikTok 1 million views when he um, spoke about how women needed to find a man and give up vibrators. So that went <laughs> absolutely viral <laughs> um, and said if they didn't give up vibrators, they would put on weight, to which I politely said at the end, well, I haven't. Um, so, <laughs> um, but I've had Dr. Bruce Lipton on and it's just what I'm learning on this journey, you know, in the yeah. last nine years of my life, learning what I've learned on my personal journey and having the great honor to talk to these people and and share and learn information it's just it's wonderful and you know I don't know how you do five podcasts a week <laughs> April I really don't because it is such a lot of hard work but it is so rewarding it is and I think that's what 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 keeps me going because of just that it is very rewarding. So let's let's have the audience know a little bit about you. I mean, I, I read a very short descriptions of you, but please let us know. Tell us about you. Where did you start? Oh well, um, I suppose if I if I think about it, my journey started in childhood when I trained as a classical dancer. And in the art of classical ballet, you are never enough. Um, mm. And so I went on to have quite a lot of injuries that I now know were emotional injuries. Uh, but nine years ago, just over nine years ago, I had a spinal fusion and they missed my spine with the anesthetic and I nearly died. And um, that sounds my, like a little, a little bit of pain, just this much, just a little. Well, I was, I was in a coma for twenty four hours. That I only found out about um, a, about four years ago. I, I didn't know that for twenty four hours, my husband and children weren't allowed to come and see me, um, mm. and my life wasn't saved by a surgeon that day. It was saved by the registrar of the hospital. And she stayed by my bed for 24 hours and just held my hand, apparently, and kept saying, come on, Philly, find your happy place. Where's your happy place? Take mm. me to your happy place. Come on, my lovely. And after 24 hours, she phoned my husband and said, I think you need to bring the children in now. Uh, and they were coming in to say goodbye. And my eldest daughter told me that when she looked at me in the bed in the coma, she just thought, that's it. Mum's dead. Um, but my children were my happy place. <laughs> and I came round. And um, yes, uh, I was alive. But I went through a, a terrible couple of years. I suffered hugely from post-traumatic stress disorder. I They um, severed my nerves from the waist down as well. So I had virtually no feeling below my waist and I used to sit there kind of sticking pins in and trying to feel my legs and I basically took to my bed for two years uh, with severe severe um, post-traumatic stress disorder depression and um, lots of chronic diseases kept popping up and mm. all diseases you mean uh, you are activating those right and left huh Absolutely. They're just 
ev- everything's going on in my body. And there's a frozen shoulder, um, migraines, and I mean, it just, you know, vomiting if I ate certain foods. And, and I just couldn't really stop crying. And mm-hmm. I mean, my daughter turned 13 years old. My eldest daughter turned 13 years old over this period of time. And I was in such a bad state that I didn't even go downstairs and cut her birthday cake with her. Mm-hmm. And if you know the love of a mother for her child, not to celebrate your firstborn turning a teenager was heartbreaking for me, but there was nothing in me that could move. I was just in a bad place, a really, really bad place. And then one day I found uh, a tumor in my throat. I just kind of looked in the mirror and noticed this massive lump. Um, And I kind of thought, oh shit, I better go and see a doctor. So I went to see my GP and kind of ran through the last two years uh, and I ended up seeing four consultants in four days for various things going on in my body. But I kept saying to these consultants, you know, is everything connected? Is it all connected? Yeah. And they don't know. know, They're not taught to connect the body. So they're kind of going, well, I'm just going to operate on your arm. I'm going to take the tumor out. I'm going to try and keep your thyroid, but I don't know if I can. Um, You know, we're going to do neurology. We're going to do, and I've just went, oh, and I had the tumor cut out, which in hindsight, I regret because I did lose half my thyroid. And what I know now um, (laughs) kind of makes things like that almost irrelevant to me. Uh, But then I gave up Western medicine and I just went enough because I think it's connected. And I went on a journey to heal myself naturally. And I think with remarkably good effect. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, you look fabulous. You're doing all the things you walk daily. You're, you know, you're able to, and absolutely exceptionally showing up after something like that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about what steps you took. I can relate on many levels. It was hard to listen to these authoritative figures, the doctors, when not everything they said was adding up or was right, or it was this doomsday end all that you're unwilling to accept, right? Yeah. And it's, you start thinking there, there must be something more. There's something outside of all this. Absolutely. And the worst thing with the doomsday, I mean, um, my uh, tumor doctor said to me that if I wasn't on thyroxine, because obviously they were doing thyroid tests for uh, about a year after the operation and they couldn't stabilize my thyroid. And they said, you know, you you have to go on thyroxine because I said, I, I don't want medication, please. Right. And they said, well, you have to because you won't get out of bed again. Um, you know, you're just going to be tired and you're going to have those crashes and, you you know, you will not survive a proper functional life without it. Um, And I said, well, give me a year and I'll come back to you. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And they said, well, as soon as you need us, come back. And they, I think they kind of thought I'd be through the door pretty quickly, Um, but I wasn't having any of it. (laughs) So staying in all of these things that were happening with your body. Your your body obviously was screaming out 
something's wrong. This isn't working. I I'm going to give you all of these signs and signals until you get to the root cause of what you need to address in order to, you know, thrive again in order to evolve. And so let's go back a little bit. You said that in childhood you were in dancing and that was kind of like you, you felt like you had to come into this perfectionist persona and, was there was there more that you found through your journey that really were coming to these you know root cause so to speak there there was an awful lot and as a child as from a very young age i mean as as far back as i can remember i always knew that my mother didn't want me i was the last of six children and she went to her doctor and she tried to abort me and when she couldn't abort me she tried to commit suicide and with that she was sent you know because this is back in the early 1960s and mm. if you tried to commit suicide you were put into an institution um mum was sent to one called Littlemore in Oxford and um I, I didn't know how or what happened after that, but I know that I was born in a hospital, not the mental institution, and that I was brought back to our family home um, where I grew up. Uh, and mum used to joke about the fact that she tried to abort me and kill herself a lot. And she just used to say, oh, my God, I can't believe I could do that because you are so precious to me. Um and I, I I have a little joke that pisses my sisters off, but I always say I was brought up an only child and that really upsets my siblings. Um, but I was the apple of her eye and she she did absolutely worship me and we were incredibly mm. close. Um, but that trauma sits within your body and, um, mm. you know, it, it was something that was there. I've subsequently found out that while she was in the hospital, they gave her electric shocks. Ooh. And that's how my father got her released. Uh, and I've been back in the room with her and, and felt those electric shocks, which is why uh, I discovered she'd had them. And um, I spoke to two of my sisters after that experience, which was a matrix re-imprint experience. And I said to um, one of my sisters, you know, um, did mum have electric shocks in in the hospital? And she went, oh, no, it was illegal then. And then my eldest sister phoned and I said, do you know how dad got mum out a little more? Um, and um, she said, yeah, no, he found out they were giving her electric shocks and it was illegal. So he threatened to take them to court. And uh, yeah, and, that's uh, amazing. I, I brought you home. It? And I went, yeah, I went out to the Matrix Day and I was literally in this black, black room. And I didn't know it was the womb at first as my mental penny took me into the matrix. And then I just started jumping and shaking and, and scratching mm. and like uncontrollably scratching because I could feel every one of those shocks. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard. And I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, 
the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. So, wow, I'm blown away and not some, you know, it does, of course, surprise me that things like that happen, you know, even in the 60s and sort of doesn't surprise me either. You know, there there are some negative things that happen. That's for sure. Very unfortunate. And so I want to know, because I actually don't know a lot about matrix re-imprinting. I would love for you to go over what that is. Kind of give us a little detail on that. Okay. So I don't talk about it a lot. I will have Carl Dawson who created it on the podcast one day. But why I don't talk about it a lot is because I try and talk about things that people can do for free. So Mm. I'm a tapper. I'm an EFT practitioner. Mm -hmm. And as I often say, it looks completely mad, uh, (laughs) but it works for absolutely everything. And um, That's that's why there's bathroom stalls. (laughs) <laughs> you just go into the bathroom and, and do your little tapping away and recenter and all is well. Absolutely. But tapping, EFT, is basically acupuncture without the needles. And yeah. it is fantastic for dealing with all those triggers that we have in life. And we all have trauma in our lives and we have big T's and we have little T's. Uh, and the little T's are just, you know, kind of dropping the shopping or getting a parking ticket or getting ghosted on Tinder or, you know, kind of anything like that. And that's I like, a, a I little... like how you say that, the big T's and the little T's. And then you've got the big T's and the big T's are the really big traumas that affect you in your life. You know, losing somebody you love, you know, whether, you know, it's a, a parent or, you know, um, a sibling or a friend. And, and it's very important to know that grief must not be compared And a lot of people think that their grief is greater than other people's griefs. Uh, And it's not. And over this period of time that I was ill, I also was suffering from a huge amount of grief. Um, I lost, first of all, my sister to motor Mm. neurons disease, my mum to being poisoned by toxic food after she'd gone into a care home, Um, my dear friend Sarah, who died of cancer, and my best friend and soulmate, Polly, who also had cancer. And so I'd suffered huge and huge amounts of grief. And I'd lost my dad when I was kind of quite a bit younger and my brother um, a year after my dad. So um, it it is really important for people to know that, that grief cannot be compared and because you're losing a friend it doesn't mean it's any less than losing a parent Um, and and, and that is just so important to take on but these are massive traumas getting a divorce is a massive trauma you know um, moving house you know is the third dramatic thing you can do And for a lot of people, um, that comes with um, getting a divorce as well. So you're getting two massive things. Career change, relocating. Yeah. Yeah. Losing a job, you know, and we've just gone through three years where I think we can all relate 
to those traumas, you know, and, and yeah. you know, losing a job, a home, a childhood, an education. It's all trauma. And so tapping, you actually work on the energy meridians of the body and you just tap through and you say to yourself, even though this is going on in my life, whatever it is, and then you set that up and go, I'm willing to love and accept myself. I completely love and accept myself. And if you can't say that, just say I'm enough. And for a lot of people, you can't get to that. But you just keep tapping through these points and you have SUD levels, your SUDs from zero to 10, zero being nothing. So you wouldn't be tapping, 10 being the highest. And you feel this in your body and you feel your SUD levels uh, and you can feel it working around your body. And it's called chasing the pain. Um, mm. And I've got a, a really funny story to tell on this, actually. So. I, I started my my journey with diet and nutrition because that was all I knew what to do. Um, so, you know, I gave up gluten, I gave up sugar, I gave up dairy, mm. I, I did all of that. Uh, and then my my marriage actually fell apart. And we announced that my marriage was over. Uh, and I would put it up on Facebook on uh, our wedding anniversary, actually. But I was in such a desperate place. I just, I, I couldn't go on anymore. Um, there was, you know, I was still in my bad place. And somebody who'd been a friend of mine many years earlier, 22 years to be precise, I hadn't seen her, saw the post and she messaged me and said, I'm doing a course next month and I think you should come. I think it will help you a lot. Uh, can you send me your email? So I did. And she sent me a link uh, and I looked at the price and and I kind of thought, I don't know if I can afford that. Now, this is rule number one. The most important thing you can invest in yourself in is yourself. That, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I, yeah. you know, I have been through a shocking time. And it was something called EFT matrix reimprint. And I didn't know anything about it. Um, and I was just about to say thank you, but no. And she sent me a message and she said, it's a gift. And when the universe gives you a gift, you take it. Mm. I went, oh, thank yeah. you. And so I turned up at this training and everybody's sitting there tapping. And I'm just going, this is just crazy. Um, <laughs> can, and I kind of thought, how do I get out of this? And I thought it would be really rude to get up and leave now. Um, I can't do that to her. So I'll just phone in sick tomorrow or I'll say one of the kids is sick or the dog's sick or something, you know, <laughs> but this is just stupid. I'm not sitting here bloody tapping. And then, and I remember the time very precisely at 11 o'clock, I felt like I was being stabbed in my hip mm. and I screamed and screamed and screamed and I fell on the floor and I actually screamed at Penny, can you get me an ambulance? And then pains were going into my heart and I was mm. and I really thought maybe I'm having a heart attack or I had somebody shot me and I didn't hear the bullet I, I mean I, I was in so much pain uh, and Penny calmly picked me up and she sat me on a chair in the middle of the room and everybody sat there kind of while I'm screaming just carrying on tapping on themselves while Penny tapped on me oh, and I'm going wild. can you get me an ambulance you know for fuck's sake, um, I was absolutely distraught. But she tapped on me for two hours 
And I could see and visualize this intense pain moving around my body. Mm. And she kept asking me the suds levels and saying, give it a color. What does it look like? You know, um, what level is it? Where is it in your body? And after, and it was roughly two hours, because we then went to the lunch break at one o'clock. She flicked the slide on her screen and said, and and that, folks, was a perfect example of chasing the pain. And I go, oh, my God, what's chasing the pain? And that was it. You chase the pain around your body. But what you do is when you get the suds levels down, you then go back to a moment in your life, your echo, you don't go back, you take your echo, um, which is you as a younger version. Now, it could be you five minutes ago. It might be you, as I've explained earlier, in the womb. It might be mm. you at four or five years old. I like that. It might term, be past echo. Lives. Sorry? Echo. I like the term echo. That's interesting. I haven't heard it, but I like it. Yeah. And it's never, you don't go back. You, you I mean, you look at your echo and you tap on your echo. And what we do is we tap on your echo's back on either side of the spine. It's an energetic um, conscious hologram objective or something. I can't remember the exact words. And you just tap on the back and you bring in your anything that makes you feel safe. So you could bring in your angels, your spirit animals. Um, if there's somebody that you're dealing with that is causing you trauma, uh, then you could bring a sheet of glass in between your echo and that person, or you could make them really, really small so Mm. that you feel in your power still. Um, And then you can talk to them and you can tap on them. And actually, I'm going to come back to the time that I was in my mother's womb. So this was about two years after mama died. And there had been uh, some bad feeling in the family towards me. Um, And my sisters hadn't really spoken to me for two years. And um, Mm. yeah, I I, am. Mum had a do not resuscitate order. And there was some controversy as to whether we called the ambulance and I didn't want the ambulance called. She was 90 years old and she Mm. absolutely was ready to go and meet her maker. She was very religious. She was looking forward to going and I wanted her to go. Yeah. Uh, but it was a it was a horrible three days of nil by mouth, um, which was horrific. And so there was a lot of yeah. tension. Um, and so they hadn't really spoken to me for a couple of years. And after that day, when I went back into the room, we re-imprinted. So what Matrix re-imprint is, is you go back, your echo goes back to this situation, and then you re-imprint what has happened what that trauma was, you bring in all the people that you need to talk to about that trauma. And what I hadn't realized at that moment till I was in the womb was that my sisters and my brother and my dad were also put through a huge amount of trauma by their mum being taken away. Mm-hmm. And I and my dad had um, very, very serious Parkinson's disease and ran a small holding. And uh, my eldest sister, Jan, was, um, I think she was about 15 at the time, and she had to run the home. 
Um, and the, the siblings, my sister Sarah, who's next to me, was five. And I'd never once in my childhood considered the trauma that they had gone through. Right. Not having your mom for six yeah. months. Not knowing if you were ever going to have your mom back. Right. 15 is is a young age to have to run a household. Yeah. Of, of you know, five children and a disabled dad. Right. Yeah. And a market garden, you know. Um, and so what I was able to do in the Matrix was to bring all of my family in and tap on them all. And I have mum and dad tap on each yeah. other. And then I have my mum go round and tap on all of my siblings and 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 talk to them and, and explain to them that it wasn't her fault, that she didn't want to be in this institution and, and how much she missed them and how devastated she was. And I brought in all of our angels. So we filled the room with yeah, angels. You're, you're healing the entire family. And we all tapped on each other and we hugged. And it was after that experience that that night, my, two of my sisters phoned me for mm -hmm. the first time in nearly two years to ask how I was. Oh, and that is the power of yeah. con consciousness. Yeah, it absolutely is. That is a cool story. <laughs> and and you're right. It's amazing, right? When we start doing healing work for ourselves, but we extend it out to others and and extend that healing energy to them. And all of a sudden you're getting a phone call, right? Yep. Um, two, two phone calls, not, not one, two. Yeah. I, that's very, very powerful. I, I can, um, relate a little bit. And it sounds to me like you're going into a sort of a meditation. Now I haven't done that. I've done similar work, but not exact. And, and I haven't with the, with the tapping involved as well. I have done tapping. So kind of separate things, but it, it makes me think of going into a meditative state to go into that deep arena of consciousness. And um, I can say that I have gone there kind of naturally through meditation where it's, it's my heart and my mom's heart and my three daughters' heart and my grandmother's heart and kind of all of our hearts joining into one and mm. like kind of healing all of those generations. Yeah, and that's really, really powerful. I do a wonderful heart-to-heart um, -heart meditation mm. that I, I, I learned um, from the beautiful uh, Renara, um, yeah. and who I did a training course with, with Carl. Uh, and um, it's a fantastic heart-to-heart -heart meditation where you put one hand on your heart and you hold the other hand out uh, and you visualize the colors moving from your heart down your arm and you visualize the colors in their heart. And then you visualize those energies coming together and entwining to make the new color. Uh, and it's so powerful. And I've, I've, again, I've done that on people that I've wanted to hear from and haven't heard from. And so I just pop out to the matrix and do the heart to heart and, okay. you know, nine times out of 10, I get a text or a call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. So I, I want to kind of rehash too your experience, this first time experience where you were screaming out and withering in pain and saying, call an ambulance. It made me think so much of how um, we 
we address pain and illness, instead of sitting with ourselves and, and having that move through just being calm and, and, and feeling our body and where that is and where it's coming to and doing some breath work and some, you know, just sitting with it. Uh, people don't know how to do that. And, and we're so apt to, oh, I feel this. I need to go to a doctor. I need it. I need an immediate fix. And at the same time, when you just sit with yourself and you do some of the work, it's a lot quicker and better and healthier <laughs> and longer lasting than anything well, else. That's the key. It's longer lasting because yeah. you're getting to the root cause. And those quick fixes of going to a doctor are exactly what they say. They're the quick fix. So you might get rid of the pain. But, you know, I, I will say, April, because I think it's really important that, you know, I, it, it does take work to get there. And you can't do all of this in one go. Oh, and you, no. you have to do all the you have to start with the baby steps. And, you know, I, when I was learning to kind of walk again and, and I wanted to get my balance back was a really important thing to me. Mm. You know, I just held on to my sink in the bathroom when I was cleaning my teeth and I just held on to it and I took one foot off the floor at a time. Um, and then eventually I was able to let go one hand at a time on the sink as well. And then eventually I was able to get my balance back and, and you have to do these things, you know, a little at a time, but when you're doing something like matrix reimprint, it's a big hitter. It is a really big hitter all in one and it happens quickly. And for that reason, um, I absolutely wouldn't recommend that anybody does this without a practitioner. So the tapping, I think, is absolutely fine. I tap every day on something. There isn't a day goes by where something doesn't trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly in the last three years, it's just like, even though. <laughs> um, so, you know, that is absolutely great. You can get the suds levels down. As I said, if you get it from a 10 to a five, you've halved the problem. But, you know, learning to sit and listen to the body because all of these things happen for, for you. Yes. It, they don't Absolutely. happen to you. Yeah. Um, and it's your body saying, what are you doing? You need to change this. You need yeah. to change this. There's something going on. Find me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm kicking you up the butt and you can't see me. Uh, and it's, mm -hmm. you, you know, even if you've just got a sore throat, you should just be going, where's my vitamin C, where's my vitamin D, where's my zinc, where's my lac, you know, I mean, you just, everything is there, because the body is telling you something. And when you kind of get into the pickle that I was in, then you have to bring in the big guns. Yeah. Um, and, and, and for me, that is EFT matrix reimprint. But there are other big guns as well. And you mentioned earlier meditation. And when I, you know, I thought I couldn't meditate because I'm ADHD and my head's all over the place. You know, Philly, I think m the majority of people say that, you know, and feel that way that I can't calm my mind down enough. I can't calm my body down enough. Absolutely. They do. Uh, and, and what I'd say is, you know, try, you know, try and turn off that monkey mind. But if you fall asleep, then it's just your body getting out of the way because your mind's having a little 
a little go out there. If you're having vivid dreams, your mind's just having a little go out there. You know, just don't be put off by it. But then I discovered Soma Breathwork. Uh, and as you know, I'm trained as Soma Breathwork coach. Uh, and that to me was a game changer because that was the power of meditation, breathwork and music. And I love music. And so when you're doing a Soma session, you stand up right at the beginning and you're just shaking and you just shake it all out and just get it going. And it's just like, oh, 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 yeah. Uh, and you just move that body. And then you start the breath work and you go into the rhythm, rhythmic breathing. And then you do, uh, do the hold, you know, the, the breath oh. work in and squeezing on the uh, Molabonda and, you know, get awakening that Kundalini energy and, it is when you do that. So um, my eldest daughter will not meditate or tap or do anything. And uh, last summer, <laughs> I had two people um, working at our home on a, a natural health product. And um, they said as a thank you, you know, we'd love to do a breathwork meditation with you. And I said, only if you get my daughter to do it. Uh, and so they talked her into it. And she's going, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Uh, but she did it. And we went down the garden and, and the sun was out and it was absolutely magical. And at the end of it, she just sat up and went, what the fuck was that? And I said, that, my lovely, is when you connect to the universe and you do yeah. the breath work and you do the meditation. And she said, I'm so cross with myself because I wasn't doing the breath work properly the first round, but it was after the meditation on the second one, I kind of thought, oh, actually, I'm quite getting into this. And she said, that was just amazing. I've never felt anything like it in my life, mum. And I'm going, I know, I know. It's extraordinary. I, I love that. I, so for the audience sake, let's, let's explain a little bit more of what that is. And I heard you describe Kudalini. And so I know a little bit about that, but I would love to dive a little bit deeper. And I agree with you. I think that story is really cool and really powerful. And how you told your daughter that my love is you connecting to the universe, because that's exactly what it is. It's us tapping into that energy and connecting in such a way that it you feel so expansive and so connected that it's it's almost undescribable. So many people describe it as the feeling of love, like the greatest love that you have ever experienced until the next time. And then it's even more intense and even more deep, right? Which is fun and exciting because it just keeps getting better and better. It does. And that's the really extraordinary thing. Once you start tapping into it, I remember the first time I kind of tapped into it and I just kind of thought, oh, what's that little rippling in my body? Um, and I can Energy. feel tingling. <laughs> um, but I can feel this tingling coming up through, you know, right from, you know, the, the uh, you know, the root chakra right the way up. And you can, you actually feel the skin vibrating mm -hmm. and it is quite extraordinary and then I've had um you know I, I don't think I've ever had a full kundalini awakening I know I haven't um and I'm working on that you know I, and one thing I will say to well I haven't either so you're not alone I think it takes <laughs> takes a great amount of practice to reach that yeah I think it does too uh but you know what I'd like to say to your audience is that um, you know, once you start it and you start that, me you know, meditation process, your life 
transforms beyond all recognition. And when I couldn't meditate, what I did was this little trick called my blessing ball of light. Do you know my blessing ball of light? Do you do that one? I don't. I would love to hear. Oh, I love this. So you just rub your hands together like that. Just feel the energy. And then you hold it in front of your heart together and pulse in, pulsate in and out. And you just feel that ball of energy in front of your heart because your heart is your electromagnetic field. It has 40,000 sensors and you just feel that energy. I can feel that energy shooting all the way down my arm, just doing that now. Oh, Oh, it's so intense. It I, is so intense. I, I encourage the audience to do this because I have, I have done this uh, technique many times. However, I haven't heard it termed as that. So I, I love the title. Well, what I do is I do that every morning and I call it my day. And then I put into it what I want for my day. Ooh, I would like that. You're and, putting into your bowl what you want from the day. Yep. That's oh, my that's blessing great. ball of light, and that's my day. And you can run your day, or your day will run you. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, in the last three years, I have written and published a book. I have written and recorded a meditation album. I have written and filmed um, a series of videos um, based on the book on mm-hmm. how to heal. I've started a podcast. <laughs> I, I wow. can't believe what I have done. You know, this middle-aged woman that's kind of meant to be in her bed asleep because she won't take thyroxine. Um, <laughs> and and um, you kind of go, yeah, that's because I put it into my day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. You You have given so many cool tips and tricks we'll we'll move into one of our commercials and when we get back i can't wait to hear more thank you stay tuned our lives were never the same after we learned our 21 year old daughter Kristen was murdered by her ex-boyfriend it's a parent's worst nightmare how much did we really know about domestic violence back then clearly not enough now we know plenty We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own 
talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. So welcome back. That's one of my favorite commercials because Kim Jacobs is my coach and she was coached by the famous Les Brown. So also it's very much in alignment with you and I, Philly. We have branched out where we have our own shows, our own talk shows, our own podcasts, and we do get to make those connections and share our story and our journeys. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that anybody can do is to start to share their journeys. And as I was reflecting on your story, Philly, it makes me think about you had this near-death experience and then you had a series of, of chronic illnesses. And to me, it just sounds like you know, your, your higher self really trying to just awaken you to who you are now, because if you didn't experience those things, then you wouldn't be where you are now. Absolutely. Uh, and I am so grateful now for everything that has happened to me. And I think the thing that 
really, really struck me, you know, when 2020 happened, um, I would never have written a book, but I just kind of, I was just kind of wanting everyone, I was thinking, if everybody knows what I know, nobody would be in fear. And I, I just wanted desperately to pass on this information that I'd learned over this period of time. And I thought, how, how can I do this? How can I do this? And I thought, I'll write a book. And then I kind of thought, I'm dyslexic. No, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, but after my dear friend Polly died, I had gone for a tarot reading. Now, I don't know why I went for a tarot reading and I hadn't ever been for one before. But I went in to buy a little angel, um, crystal angel that I wanted to send to somebody. Uh, and while I was paying, somebody walked in and said, oh, can I have a reading? Can I have a reading? Um, and they went, oh, yes, go out the back. Um, and I kind of said, what, what reading on what? And she said, oh, we do tarot. And I said, oh, can I have a reading? Um, and she said, no, we're fully booked. <laughs> okay. Um, the lady in front of me was quite a well-known actor in the UK. So, um, but she said, you can come back in half, uh, in uh, at five, five o'clock it was, because they closed at seven or something. And normally it was midday. Normally I'd just go home and like, nah. But for some reason that day, I really wanted a tarot reading. And I went back and all the cards were absolutely spot on. I could understand. So I'm passionate about essential oils. I'm passionate about herbs. I'm passionate about gardening and, and clean food and, you know, everything to do with the land. Um, yeah. But then she read one card and said, you're going to write a book. And I went, no, I'm not. Um, and she went, no, you are. Uh, I went, no, I'm not. I'm sorry, that is so wrong. But when I did that first EFT course, people kept coming up to me all day and going, when's the book coming out? I'm going, I'm not writing a book. They go, oh, you are. Um, and it was just like, oh, my God. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, as I said, in 2020, it's just like, how do I get this information out to people? How mm. do I show people all the amazing things that you can do to heal yourself? Yeah, because you witnessed what would be said as miraculous. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, um, I remember the first time I went back to my GP um, about two years later and I, after refusing the thyroxine mm -hmm. and uh, I walked in and he was on his computer and he said, oh, one moment, Philippa, which is my real name. <laughs> but nobody calls me Philippa. Uh, he said, one moment, Philippa. Um, and I sat down and he kind of spun the chair around, spun the chair around and said, so what can I, and he nearly fell off the chair and he just went, oh my God, what's happened to you? <laughs> and I said, what? And I kind of thought, oh, is my tit hanging out or something? Do you know what I mean? It kind of, <laughs> am I not properly covered? Because it was summer. Because um, he was he, in a shock. And he was in such shock. And he yeah. said, you look 10 years younger. You've lost like, because I was really, really, obese over this you know bordering on obese over this period of time I was big I didn't leave I my can't bed. even picture you that way um, you have pictures <laughs> I didn't let anybody take pictures uh, I have yeah. one picture at my mother's funeral um but you know I I it wasn't just you know I wouldn't have pictures. I didn't want to be near anybody. I mean, I didn't even go down for my daughter's cake. I didn't want to be near anybody. I was so disgusted and so full of self-hate yeah. and self-loathing. Yeah. And just, I could not believe the woman that I'd become. It just mm. broke my heart. Um, I, I mean, literally broke my heart. Uh, and my doctor was just yeah. so gobsmacked. And he was just going, 
I, I, I can't believe this. Will you sit down one day? Will you spend half a day with me and tell me what you've done? Because I do not understand this. Um, and I said, yeah, okay. Um, I will do. Uh, but, but then 2020 came and I thought, well, I'm going to do better than telling my GP because, you know, um, he can pass it on to a few hundred people. I'm going to write the book. Uh, and yeah. so I um, was on a Hay House writers course and I put my hand up in the chat uh, to read Tracy, the CEO. And he, um, I got picked, obviously a thousand people on the course and maybe 10 questions answered over the weekend. But I am a shit hot manifester. <laughs> it's when you learn to to meditate you know you, you really do become really uh, drawn in that energy absolutely oh, absolutely so I put my hand up and he picked me and I said um I'm going to write a book and I'm going to publish it before Christmas and this was October the 16th 2020 and he just laughed and said good luck with that and I didn't know that it normally takes two years to write a, and publish a book um nobody told me that part mm. <laughs> and so um I kind of thought because I told him I was going to publish before Christmas, I was going to do it. And so I kind of took to my bed again and I wrote kind of 17, 20 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. And I, I had paid for an editor, but I had to relinquish and sign a letter off on December the 21st, the winter solstice, age of Aquarius. Uh, and I had to sign a, a letter off to say that I had forfeited my editor because I was going to put it out straight away. I didn't want the editorial service. Um, and so I said to Balbo, who were publishing it, I said, can you get it out before Christmas? And they went, oh, you know, it's normally two weeks, but we will mark it urgent. And I'm like, OK. Uh, and um, I said, could you contact Amazon and ask them to put, put it up as a pre-order? And, and they just laughed and said, no, there is no way that Amazon are going to put a pre-order up for a first time self-published author. It cannot happen. Um, and they said, anyway, it's a completely different format. So once we've got it up, they have to reformat it. And that takes two weeks. So that is, that is not happening. Get that out yet. I'm like, okay. Um, and then because it was the winter solstice, the day, uh, the age of Aquarius, I, I, and I was knackered. I mean, I, I can't tell you how tired I was. On. And I didn't have much sleep, but I made sure that I had meditation breaks. Uh, and I was channeling the book anyway. And I lay down on my yeah. bed and I was just doing everything that I could possibly do to relax, get rid of the stress and to visualize my book on Amazon. And I was, uh, I did soma breath work, obviously. I did tapping, I did meditation, I did didgeridoo, which I, I my first and only time on didgeridoo. And it, that was amazing. The power of sound is just, my God, that's a big old flute. Um, and so <laughs> all I did was kept visualizing my book on Amazon. And on the 20, um, when was it? The 23rd of December, I had a look on Balboa's site and there I was and I was up. I was published before Christmas. So I knew that one day I was going to meet Reed Tracy, look him in the eye and go, hand him my book. I did it. I did it, uh, which I have since done last year. Um, but well, speaking of energy, I had a comment come through and so I'll have you answer this. Uh, Hillary says, you mentioned the energy coming from the root chakra. 
Does the energy run, I think she's meant to say, through all the chakras? The energy does. And the root chakra is uh, obviously in your base, and that's the first years of your life. And so they're energetic balls that go up through the body, uh, and they don't have to just be spinning perfectly as their little balls, but they need to be spinning in alignment at the same energies. So some of the chakras could be, you know, spinning too fast, some too slow, and, and aligning the chakras is what is really important. But I always start with my root chakra, going from the early early years of your life before the age of three, and then moving up your sacral and you know all the rest of it until you reach your crown. Um, you know, my my tumor in my throat, I absolutely believe, was because my um, my throat chakra was blocked because I felt that nobody was hearing me after the operation. I just wanted to scream the whole time. The surgeon that brought me round from the anesthetic when I had to go back in and next see him, he said, I've never heard a scream like that before in my life, ever, ever. I don't know where that came from. It was it wasn't from this planet and I can still hear that scream. And so, you know, aligning those chakras is, is vitally important. Yeah. Absolutely. Does that answer the question or would you like more? I think it sound it sounded like an answer. Um I'll I'll let the the audience let me know if it did, but yeah, absolutely. Um that energy runs through every single one of them and you know until we get to the crown and and uh, I haven't, you know, I, I got to say, I haven't necessarily heard of it through the age groups, but, you know, really more uh, the, the first three are more of the, the physical aspects of us, right? That survival yeah. and all to that. But you can certainly feel the energy move through you as your intention lies on each one. But you know, definitely, I think that you would always start at that root. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I have a meditation album out, actually, on which you can find on my webpage. And um, I have written a, a meditation on the chakra system and going up and getting them into alignment. Uh, and even though I say it myself, <laughs> it is actually a really good, really good meditation because just getting that alignment going and feel yeah. your body just moving as one and those energy they're energetic organs you know they they are your energetic organs and i did this really yeah. weird thing last year i went along to try out a piece of kit i've got a social media post up on it actually and you put your finger into this little camera uh, and it reads your um your energetic organs, your chakras. And so I put my finger in and my chakras were all over the place. I mean, they were just like polar opposites all over the place. Uh, and then you lie on this couch afterwards and they put these wonderful um, glasses and headphones on you. And, and there's kind of, you close your eyes, but there's lights flashing and you can hear this beautiful music. Uh, and and it's, it's a treatment. And then you go back and put your finger in the camera again uh, and they re-photograph your chakras and I was almost spot on mm -hmm. in alignment I mean I had one 
I think my sacral was still a little bit out. Um, but I mean, they have been manic because, you know, my life has been pretty manic for the last three years doing all of this. Um, yeah. But it was just the power of those kind of lights and that music to bring you back into alignment. Music is so powerful. Oh. It just, I mean, we we could have a whole segment on that. And I think that it's so fascinating and beautiful. I love the day and age we're living in. And I don't know what, what you think about that, Philly, but just the fact that we can measure all of it and see that, oh yeah, it's real, it's there. So not only do you get to really feel what it feels like through each center, uh, but you really see that they're there because they're measurable. And in fact, they're their own little brains and it just goes deeper and deeper. Yeah, they're all measurable. And, you know, there, there's um, loads of different ways of measuring your energy. And it's incredible. I mean, I don't know if you um, know the HeartMath Institute at all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they've been measuring it for, for a long time now. Yeah. And now their equipment only measures it for kind of two meters around you. But that's just because that's what their equipment is. Mm -hmm. But I know a, a horse whisperer who works with energy. And she was called out uh, with a little machine that was sending out an energetic wave to some horses, some foals that a, a trainer had just got and was finding it impossible to break these foals in. And, and so she called uh, this horse whisperer in who bought her little gadget and just an electric, you know, an energetic sound. Uh, but the foals wouldn't come anywhere near the fence. And the owner said, it's too dangerous to go into the field because they're going to kick you. So we can't go in. Um, but have a look, see if you can think of anything we should do. And she said, yeah, I'll just turn my machine on. And um, after about 10 minutes, the foals just calmed right down and then started walking towards the fence so you know that isn't yeah. that isn't a scientific experiment. It isn't a, a blind double placebo effect. You know, controlled whatever it is. Uh, you know, and this is what really an annoys me. You were talking earlier about the fact that um, you know everybody the minute they're ill, they don't sit with it. They want a, a pill for all ill. They want a solution, um, but the reason they do was the whole system was put in place so that we can't do, it's much harder for us to prove the power of sound or plants or tapping. And it, I think the only person really that has done it hugely successfully um, is Dr. Remoto with his um, scientific experiments with water, freezing water in mm -hmm. the very dishes. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually worked with the Emoto Institute and his son, Hiro, on the book. Um, and I have eight photographs of his in the book, which was just wonderful to do. I mean, I just yeah. could not believe that I was getting emails from, from Emoto <laughs> going, oh, I was a big fan of your dad. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so, but, you know, if you look up his works and... Um, it's it's mind-blowing and it wasn't just um you know he did it with prayer he did it with thought he did it with music he did it with essential oils um you know kind of so many ways you know and just proving that water holds our energy that it, it's energetic you know it's it I, I love it I love this I cannot believe 
what I've learned on this journey. It has shocked me to the core. Is there, um, is there anything that, go ahead, you must. Yeah, no, I need yeah. to finish my story because okay. you, asked, okay. you asked me the question. So I had published my book and it was up before Christmas and I told you that and I was really chuffed and I knew I could look Reed Tracy in the eye. But then on Boxing Day, I said to my daughter, I'm just going to check on Amazon. And she went, oh, so, you know, don't be so stupid. It's not going to be up on Amazon. Uh, and I went, I just got to check. I just got to check. And so I checked on Amazon and there was my book as a pre-order. And the published date is December the 21st, 2020, the day I signed it off. Wow. How does that happen? I... <laughs> Strong intention. Yep. That's amazing. I know. I know. Really. I mean, it's just. So, yeah. And that's just, that's just the point, right? That's why we want so badly to share these things because again, it feels like what, what the, the common people say, what we all say and claim to be miraculous. And those are the types of things that are happening. And you just want to shout it out to the world. Like you wouldn't believe this. But this is yeah. what's happening because of. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's why we don't. Well, they don't want us to know this because there's no money in healthy people. Uh, and, um, <laughs> you know, we, we come into our own power. But, you know, yeah. I, I'm like yourself, a woman on a mission to get this information out there because everybody should know you know, these incredible, incredible powers that we have within us. So I want to make sure that everybody knows how to reach you. And I do have it up on the screen and most of you are going to be watching the replay. So be sure to check the description below as well, if you're listening to this, uh, but you can learn more, reach more, check out her journal. It's really an awesome put together journal full of information. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not, I should share not my book. <laughs> you should, it's because it's not just a journal. I mean, no. you, you have so much information, so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so many tips and tricks. Hey, try this. This is a resource that you can go to. And like you said at the very beginning, I like to point people in the direction of what is free to do. Tapping is free. Meditation is free. Breath work is free. All you have to do is learn how and start practicing and put the action behind it. Absolutely. So, um, and, and, and so many people put free resources out. And yeah. so any name that I've mentioned in the book is there for a really, really good reason. So even if I don't say, check out this TED talk or check out this podcast or read this book. If I've put a name in there, look that person up because their work is mind blowing. Right. Yeah. There, there is so much out there and there's, there's no excuse to not do it unless you just choose not to. Right. And that's okay. That's everybody has a choice and that's the beauty of free will. Yep. So www.phillyjlay.com. That is P H I L L Y J L A Y.com. And 
It has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today, Philly. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? I, I just want to say congratulations on the podcast and thank <laughs> you for having me on. It has been an absolute joy. I'm in the UK and we're coming up to 11 o'clock at night and I feel as perky as if it was nine o'clock in the morning because I've had such fun. Thank you, my lovely. <laughs> You're welcome. It, it truly was a joy to have you. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and your journey. And I invite everyone to check out your show because you've had some incredible guests on the show as well. So thank you. Thank you again. And I want to say goodbye to everyone for now. And I will see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>